everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you taking my podcast. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm back. I was gone for a couple of weeks in the Bahamas doing some comedy. I recorded two episodes before I left. I had some technical difficulties. I didn't find out until after I was gone. Uh, didn't have the best internet out there. So uh, I was like, you know what? I tried before I left. In the Like I said, the internet was just frustrating to use. It was, it was just really slow. And... Um, you know what? Push. Now that I think about it, I probably could have just done an audio only, uh, but I just uh, when I was there, I said, you know what? I, I said, fuck it. <laughs> I really did, and I shouldn't have looking back. But um, I'll get into the trip. Uh, it's probably gonna take me a couple episodes to really talk about the Bahamas like I would want to. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll get into it. But you know, let me let me just start off as I usually do with my milestone. But now, for those who don't know, we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. Um, this week, it's really more about me than it is him, even though you know it is about him. But uh, I, I felt like in those two weeks, I really, uh, coming back and seeing him, I really got to see how big, he really is and i know that might sound silly it's just like you're around him every single day i look I, in my mind like i know that he is finishing elementary school he's going to middle school uh he's preteen. like i know all this stuff but i think sometimes being around it every day we we kind of forget even though we know if that makes sense if you have kids i think you understand what i mean um and coming back after these two weeks and picking him, picking him up from school Tuesday. I mean, he gets in the car, and it's just like I just saw him completely different. I saw him for, you know, how, how old he really is. I was like, man, this little dude is not my little baby. <laughs> I mean, he's he's almost ele- he's almost eleven, man, and it's 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 pretty crazy. And I think I needed those two weeks away from him to realize like how much bigger he is, how how mature he really is. Um, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it was it was just odd. I, I didn't think two weeks would be long enough for this to happen, but yeah, just not seeing him for two weeks and just him walking up to the car, getting in, just his uh, the way he was exasperating, just his face. Just the way his face looked, the way he was talking, and I, I was just like, "Like, who the hell is this? Who is this little, this little ass grown man who got in my car?" You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's wild to see, man. It, it really is. I mean, and just little shit. Like when they're really small after school, um, the teachers kind of have to like walk them up to the car, help them get in, close the door, and I remember. When he was in kindergarten, first grade, kind of seeing that and then seeing the older kids jumping out, you know, doing their own thing and just thinking like, man, that's uh, that's going to be a wild time. And here we are. Here we are. He's uh, I mean, 
He's the top of the class there. It, it, it's really odd. It's really, really odd. But it also sucks, too, now that I think back. He missed a year and a half. Like, they, I, I, I got to remind myself, these kids didn't go to school for almost two years. So he spent half a second grade and uh, third grade at home during the pandemic. So I may, maybe I, I kind of feel like it, it, it happened a little sooner because uh, we, we kind of missed an entire school year. So, uh, you know, it was just doing shit here at the house. Uh, yeah, that's that, that had to really, really suck for the kids. But you got to do what you got to do, man. You, you got to do what you got to do in order to. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on with this microphone volume. Hopefully it's not too low. Uh, I turned it down a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, as to not oversaturate the, the signal. But now the volume up button doesn't work on my task cam. So that's yet something else I got to buy, a new voice recorder. But uh, hopefully I can fix it in, in the um, I can fix it in the uh, in post, as they say. Try to turn that up some. But uh, anyway. But, yeah, it just it really hit me that this this little guy is going to middle school, man, and, and he'll be a teenager soon. And it'll be a whole different set of issues and problems and and uh ad adventures and misadventures it's just it's just gonna be a totally different journey man like my little boy's innocence is slowly wearing away and i know over the next year or two he's gonna meet a lot of cool kids and some asshole kids who are really going to expose him to shit that i mean he just wasn't aware of so it's uh it's a it's a weird feeling knowing that your kid's innocence is is slowly uh <laughs> it's it's going away and uh, shit is shit is gonna get really real here soon, but uh, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, you know, middle school is gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Um, it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it for him, and uh, yeah, it's just part of life, man. But it, it does two weeks, <laughs> maybe realize how big my little boy is. Um, I miss my wife. Uh, I miss my my life here. Uh, yeah, it definitely put a lot of things in, into perspective for me, uh, which I, I will get into. It was, uh, you know, they missed me, and, and it felt good to be to to miss them, and it felt good to be missed, and 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 it felt good knowing that there were people back home waiting and wanting me to be here. So, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll get into the trip. So, um, it was that was. Getting there was a long day. I got up at 2 a.m. I flew up to Dallas. I mean, I drove up to Dallas, flew out, hit Atlanta, and then boom, Nassau. And I will say this. I learned a valuable lesson. The uh, the cheaper tickets, it ain't fucking worth it. Especially going for, for as long as I did. Um, you got to pay for that long-term parking. And I wasn't able to secure the parking soon enough. So I couldn't find that like $6 a day at the parking lot at some hotel that wasn't too far off. I had to find the cheapest spot at the uh, at the airport, which is $14 a day. 14 times 14, that's a lot of fucking money. So even if the, the ticket was $200 cheaper, I spent $210 parking my car. So right there, I lost I lost the money. It's just just pay it up front, 
just leave out of your small little shitty uh, airport, and then when you get back home, you're home. You, you don't got to worry about it. Because, yeah, leaving here at, at 2 a.m. was not fun. <laughs> Left here at 2. Uh, I was there by noon. Didn't get my room until 4. And in my mind, I'm like, this is the, uh, this is the resort. They know people are coming from all over the place. They'll just have rooms ready. It's it's different than any other hotel. That's what I was thinking in my mind. Absolutely not. Nope. Just like any other hotel, they get a they get different rushes of of, of people coming in. They know they're gonna get that morning crowd. They're gonna get the uh, that lunch crowd, and then there's typically like a smaller group that come in that comes in a little bit later at night. Didn't know any of this, so. I had already been up for almost 20 hours by the time I got my room, and I was not happy. What really pissed me off, too, is I get there, I tell them my name, and they go, oh, you're not even in this building. You're in, you're, you're in another building. So I get on one of the little shuttle buses. I go over to that building, I tell them my name, and they go, yeah, we need your credit card and stuff. And I'm going, hey, man, I'm not paying for this. I'm here with the comedy club. They told me I was... I was supposed to be in this other building. I get here. Y'all tell me I'm in this building. I go, y'all not getting my credit card. I'm not giving y'all anything. We need to figure this out. Long story short, there was another Chris Allen staying there. No one paid attention when I spelled my name, and they were spelling it wrong. And I was someone, they had me, they had me looked up as someone else. And once they figured that out, I had to get on the shuttle, go back over there, and then find my luggage. It was just it was just frustrating, man. Then once I get to the room, I lock myself out. Uh, I demagnetized my key somehow. I, I went upstairs to get water. And just in that time, my key got magnetized, and... I went down there. I got. I needed my key done. Oh, you did you did you put it in the pocket? What you? I go. Hey, look. I'm sorry, man. It's like I don't need to hear what I could have done wrong. What I probably did wrong. It's been a long day. I'm very sorry, but can you just make the key? I I don't need to hear any of this, please. Uh, and I felt bad because they're just doing their job. They're trying to make people feel good. It's it's a resort. But it's just like, bro, I've been up all day. And that's the thing, man. No one cares. No one cares how long you've been up. Everybody's day's different. No one cares. It's really not an excuse. That's why I really try not to tell people how my day went because it doesn't matter. Their, their day could have been way worse. And it's just like, that's not on them that my day was weird or it was long as shit. They didn't, they didn't schedule my flights. They, they, they want the ones that's like, you know what, Chris? You should try to save $200 and fly out of Dulles. That wasn't on them. That was me. So, like, me saying, like, hey, my bad. I had a long day. I've been up for 18. They don't give a fuck because I know if the shoe was on the other foot, I would go, well, that sucks for you, but that has nothing to do with me. Everybody's having a long fucking day. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of That was kind of the first day. But I, I did. I did apologize. I, I was extremely tired, uh, really hungry, and there was not a lot of information given about like how much things were really going to cost. Um, 
I didn't even know that I needed a certain paperwork to get through customs until I was literally in the customs line. I get an email from the booker like, oh, show this to the customs agent. And I'm like, man, this shit seems so unor unorganized. I'm in line. Thank God I checked my email because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what to do. This is my first time really leaving the country as a civilian. I, I, don't, I don't know what this process is. I didn't know I need, like, working papers and shit. Um, but it's, it's crazy, though, because it's really only, like, a three-hour plane ride from where I'm sitting right now. If I just got on the plane and, and, and rode for three hours, I could be in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. It did, it's just because it's, it's such a, a different world. It seems so far away, even though it's, it's really, yeah, it's not far at all. Maybe maybe three and a half hours. Under four. That's not that's not very far, by plane. And I had never really been to a tropical island before. It's just and I and I have to admit, man, I'm I'm not the best traveler. I get a lot of anxiety and shit. I can be very impatient when I travel. I just I I, I not not the biggest fan. But uh, I, I got through it. Um, I brought my boy Winston. As, 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 as soon as I found out I was going to be doing this, he was the person I was going to ask. And thank God I brought him, man. Uh, thank, thank God I brought Winston. He brought his girlfriend. They had a good time. And it was a good balance for me because it was like I got to, like, have time to myself, but I didn't feel like I had to, like, entertain him or them the entire time because they would go off and do excursions, they would go to the beach, they would go to, down to the pool, they would have their own, you know, they, they they had their own time to themselves, so that was cool. I didn't feel, like, obligated. If they wanted, to, if they were like, hey, we're going to go out uh, out the resort, we're going to go downtown and do this, hey, man, y'all spend some time together. I didn't feel like, uh, I asked him to come here, he wants to do all this stuff, I feel like I'm, I feel obligated to go with him. Didn't feel that. It was just like, hey, man, you brought your girl here, y'all go enjoy yourselves. And I just, I spent a lot of time chilling. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I really want to go into this. Well, you know, I, I, I'll just continue with how, with the resort. Uh, I can't lie, the first couple of days I wanted to leave. I, I just, it's just, I couldn't enjoy myself. It's just the exploitation of, of, the, of these people in their island was just so apparent. Like you drive, you 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 get to the airport, you drive through parts of the uh, the city, the town, or whatever you want to call it, through like the real side of the island, and you kind of see how people are living. Look pretty normal, uh, kind of New Orleans ish at some parts. Just the the. Um, the architecture, architecture, the color, uh, not so much the skyline because it's tropical, but just the architecture, how things are built. Uh, you still get that little kind of that that, that seawater feel uh, because New Orleans is right there on the uh, on the water, but just not not the tropical as as tropical of a feeling. More uh, New Orleans is more swampy. This is tropical, but just how it looked has some New Orleans kind of. Uh, Kind of reminded me of New Orleans a, a bit. Um, yeah, you could definitely tell there's a, there's poverty there. You know, a, a lot of rundown things, overgrown things, but it's still beautiful, man. It's it's a tropical island. It's just 
it's a little rundown in areas. You can see all the old forts and stuff that the English came and set up. And, like, that's something that it just hit me, too. Like I said, I, I, I'm not a big traveler, but just seeing the remnants of Europeans just coming places and taking over, you know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm leaving the States. I know our history, but then I, 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 I leave thinking I'm going to see something a little bit different. And then here you are, you just, you're just seeing the remnants of, the, of these people just from the past, just traveling the world, finding these exotic places, and, and just basically like, oh, we like this. This looks cool. We should just take this. I mean, to, to the nerve to just go to somebody else's island and set up forts and cannons and shit and protecting things that aren't even yours. It's just, uh, just, it's just, that hit me the wrong way. <laughs> it's just, you, you just really get to see the long arm of colonialism and imperialism. And it's just, it's just annoying, man. It's just these, these typically these same groups of people, they hate when other people come to their country. You know, oh, it's too many of them. They're, they're messing up the culture. They're doing this. They don't want to conform. They need to get on board with this. And then when you just look at their history, that's all they've done. It's just going around the world, just taking shit over, making people talk like them, dress like them, telling them that the, the, the ways of their island is, is uncivilized and it's not well-mannered. And it's just it's just crazy. And then coming on to the resort, you, you just see the evolution of it. Like, this is what, how it started, and this is what it looks like now. I mean, the way these places are run, it's just, it's the mafia's dream. It's cashless. Everything's on credit. Everything is a la carte. You, you're paying out the ass to stay there. I mean, a pizza on this resort was like, what, $45. Slice of pizza, eight dollars. A can of Coke, five dollars. You really can't eat anything. You can't have a meal for under twenty-five dollars there. It, it, you you just you just can't. <laughs> you you can't. I w I've been telling people like if you do, if you want to eat like like you normally do, at home. You're probably going to spend anywhere from 125 to $175 a day if you want to eat what you want. It's, it's it's just crazy, man. So like the the seeing the exploitation just just seeing just and you get on the resort and you just see how nice it is and everybody being waited on hand and foot. You see how expensive everything is. You see people still wasting food. Uh, it, it's just, just, it, it was a lot to take in. I, again, I had never been to anything like this. And just seeing, like, the amount of money, these yachts, people just spending so much money on, on ice cream and pizza. And it's just like, it's so expensive. It's almost a slap in the face to everybody else on the island because you go, n normal people, the people that live here could never afford any of this shit. And then, you, but you look around and you go, most of the people in this resort can't afford shit here. 
and then they i mean people put on fucking boat shoes people lose their socks and then they lose their minds it it, it was it was really hard for me it was really really hard and i uh if if given the choice within the first couple of days i would have 100% left i would have left but but i told myself i go hey man you got 2 weeks here you haven't even done a show yet and you're already pissed off about the way things are. You feel guilty that you're even here. You you got this hotel full of black people. There's barely any black people staying here. And they're just waiting on droves and droves of rich white people. And that shit bothered me, man. It, it really did. Um... Like even the cleaning ladies' outfits, it it's very like old school pink dress with the white apron thing, and I was like, man, this ain't the help. And it just started fucking with me, just looking how some people would carry themselves. And I, it, it just, I was like, some of these people really like this shit. You can tell they feel this is how it's supposed to be. Being waited on by these black people, that shit. It for the first two three days. That's all I thought about. I could not get over it. I was so fucking mad just just seeing this shit. But I talked to my wife about it. I talked to my mom about it. And I had to tell myself, like, look, man, you're going to drive yourself crazy being here thinking like this. It's just like I understand that this is tough for you to see. But at the end of the day, my nigga, it is what it is. You had nothing to do with this. This place is... It, it just is what it is. I can't leave. I have a job to do. The only thing I can really do at this point is be extremely nice to the people that work here and tip well. And that's what I did. That's how I was able to just sit back and, and, and enjoy myself and have a good time. It's just put that shit out of my mind and go, hey, you know what? Just be very, very nice to people here. And, and tip them well. This shit is not on me. Uh, if anything, it's on the Baham Bohemian government. They're the ones that allow this shit. And what else are people going to do? If they don't work at this hotel, I'm pretty sure there's other industries they can get into. You know? A lot of these people probably came here from different smaller islands to do something bigger and better. And for them, this is something that's bigger and better. I, I can't worry about the exploitation. You know, I could be aware of it, but I cannot worry about this. This is not why I'm here to sit here and be mad about this. And like once I cause I had to really meditate and think about this shit and, and come to terms with it. And that was that was my that's what I did, man. I just I just accepted things for how they were and and just told myself, be nice and tip well and just be respectful and that's that's what i did and after that i was able to have a good time I, t I talked to a lot of people that were that were there there were obviously people who hated working there but there are also people who in enjoy being there so and it's just like I, I there's nothing i can do other than just just be nice man and i know some people are like why do you think about that kind of shit i'm sensitive to that type of shit man i, I just I, I don't like seeing it and i also had to tell myself everybody i'm projecting everybody doesn't feel this way like this is how it should be but there were some people that you saw 
And you you go, you know they fucking enjoy this shit for the wrong reasons. But I, I, I there's nothing I can do about that. Nothing I can do about it. Um But it's a it's a beautiful place, man. The the property is I mean, it's it's crazy beautiful. Uh, the first couple of days, because my sleep schedule was fucked up, I couldn't sleep. I was up at six, so, and I, like I said, I was very angry about a lot of shit going on there. Just how much shit was, the exploitation, all that shit. And I, I worked out and I ran every morning for the first first few days, and that really helped calm me a lot. Uh, just starting my day off, having it suck, helped me get through <laughs> the rest of my time there. If Winston wasn't there, I don't know what would have happened. But even even him and his girlfriend was like, this is kind of weird, man. Like, they need some white people working here because this shit seemed a little out of place and out of time. And for them to come there and notice that shit right off the bat, I was like, okay, I'm not tripping. This shit was weird. But um, just uh, a lot to do there. A lot of different restaurants, really good food. Uh, I did go off the resort once to fish fry. That's like a nice little uh, fun local area where people go to eat. A lot of bars, a lot of restaurants. We went to a, spl- a place called Goldie's. Uh, I got the conch fritters. I got, uh, what the, what else did I get? I got the red beans and rice. Not red beans. I got the rice and peas. And um, what the hell did I get? I can't even remember. Um, was, this, was it fish? Oh, yeah, I got, like, this uh, snapper bohemian style where it was uh, so grilled with butter and all these veggies and this spicy hot sauce. It was just, it was really, really good. Yeah, when, before I got there, everybody was like, hey, I've been to Bahamas. You got to check out Twin Brothers. And that's also in Fish Fry. But when I got there, everybody was like, go to Goldie's, go to Goldie's. So the locals said go to Goldie's. Tourists said go to Twin Brother. We went to Goldie's. It was great. Uh yeah, just uh, I I just love that that those that kind of like uh, I don't know if shanty is the right word to use, but like just those little market areas where you got like the pink and and purple buildings and yellow and uh, you got murals on the side of the wall, uh, just like the the different people have painted painted flags on shit. Just just I, I love those little those little local market areas and and tropical areas. Man, I watch a lot of Bourdain. And just like seeing it on TV for years, but actually getting to to actually be there and seeing people like cooking shit on the street and yeah, man, just uh, it was it was it was a really really great experience, man. I had a great time. Uh, once I kind of reconciled with myself what the situation was, I had fun. Um, the weather was perfect every day. Uh, just uh, they really. I, look, they call it Paradise Island, but I will say this. You can't call it Paradise Island when you got toddlers running around. There, nothing would kill a good time more than, like, being in the casino and seeing, like, some little kid trying to pull a lever on a slot machine. It was just like, I get it, man. People want to travel, do shit with their families. But, like, I was just like, this is really not a place for kids, man. Like, they needed to find, at least, at least for the casino, they needed, like, a walk around or something where, like, if you got kids... You got to go this way because kids really kill the fucking vibe of a casino, man. They they really do. <laughs> it just it just lets you know you're not being responsible. I, I just. Uh, but. Um, yeah. 
beautiful place, super expensive. Um, we had a good time. It's just the, the the yachts I saw out there was unreal. Unreal yacht. I had never, never seen no shit like that in my life. I feel like I was in Grand Theft Auto. Um, oh, so I'll talk about the show. So we did 12 shows. I would say five were good. Three we really didn't care for. And it was, so that five and three is eight. And four that were, they were okay. Um, so we didn't do bad. Wait, did I? No, I said three. Wait, what the fuck? Three I really liked. Sorry. Three were great. Four were okay. And the other were like, ugh. They were. So seven. Am I doing this right? They all kind of ran together. Let's see. Okay, I wrote it down. Three we didn't like. Four were okay. And five were good. Yes, I said that right. Five were good. Three were killer, killer shows. And two were, they were good. They were fun. Four were okay. And then three were just terrible. Didn't like them at all. Um, the host there, nice guy. He's been there for ain't no telling how long. The guy hasn't written a joke in 25 years. Uh, but like I said, nice guy. But man, the first show we did, there was a, a a Muslim couple there, and they were wearing like traditional clothes. The first thing this man says to them is, he goes, "Are you Osama bin Laden, or are you his ghost?" And people literally gasped. They were like, "What the fuck is this dude doing, man?" Some lady got pissed and told the manager. Uh, it was just a weird way to start the week. She was already pissed at us because we didn't have our headshots and shit, and they tried to make us pay fifteen dollars to print it out. I'm like. We gave y'all this stuff over a month ago, and I'm not paying to have to print out my headshot. And it's this 2023. Why would I walk around with a physical headshot? We sent them to y'all weeks ago, and if y'all didn't print them out, that's on y'all. That's on y'all. <laughs> so yeah, the 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 meeting the manager was weird. We got into it about that because we didn't we didn't have that. We had a little misunderstanding. So like. It was a little tenuous between us at first because, like, Winston wanted to go through his email and see if we missed anything. I go, hey, man, we don't have to prove anything to them, man. We did, we did what we were supposed to do. She overheard me and came over like, you do got to prove this to me. And and it took everything in my being to go, I don't need this fucking club. I was doing it for the experience. But I, I, I luckily, Winston was there to keep me cool, calm, and collective. And we got through it. It was, a, like, a little shaky for the first couple of days with her. But we settled in. She ended up being real cool. And the longer I was there, I realized a lot of those people are overworked. Working the comedy club is not her dedicated job. Like, literally, that woman would be at a pretzel stand throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, have to come for another 90 minutes and manage this comedy club. So I can understand people not giving a fuck. Same thing with the bartenders and the waiters. They've been working at other parts of the casino all day. And then they got to close their night out working at this comedy club. So, um, yeah. I think we did, like, because uh, Winston and I, we typically do a, whole call, a, a show called Host Battle together where we go up on stage and we rip and work on new bits together. And uh, that was part of the reason why I bought them. I go, oh, we can, we can work on that a little bit too. 
we did the first few shows. It's a traditional stand-up show where the MC went up, then him, and then me. But we just we kind of got into a groove of like, you know what, the host battle thing works a lot better. And we caught our stride with that, and we had a lot of fun doing host battle. We had three really, really good shows, two good ones, like I said, uh, four, eh, fun, but, man, just kind of on the edge. We're like, we didn't bomb, but we got through it, and it was it was fine. And then three, like, it just, one, uh, we did traditionally where it was like me for 40 minutes just trying to keep my head above water, and then two host battles were, again, just tr- trying to find that footing, trying to find out what these people like. And it took maybe like a half hour at times, and then the last 30 to 40 minutes of the show will be good. Uh, actually, that was that was the last bad show we did. And the other two were just like, it was, again, just trying to keep your head above water for an hour. It just reminded me a lot of uh, the show that I did in um, – where the fuck was that? Uh, in North Carolina, where I, I, it was just 20 minutes of me just bombing, and I almost just drove right back home. Holy shit, this has almost been going for half an hour. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, overall, man, I had, I had a great time. I still have a lot more to talk about with the Bombers. I just, I just didn't want this to be too long. But uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, and I, I'll say this before I get out of here. What I really learned was like this is this is the situation. I, I did feel a little handcuffed because there were quite a few rules where like, hey, you can't talk about the hotel, you can't talk about the high prices, you can't talk about this stuff. And that's kind of tough for a comic because you come into the in an uh in a completely new environment, all this stuff is going on. You go, you got the kids, you got the prices, you got the this, you got the that, and it's like you can't talk about any of that stuff. All the stuff that's bothering you, all the stuff that's exciting you, all the stuff that's pissing you off, you really can't talk about it at all. But then it is it when I was trying to reconcile being there, I also uh had a time where like, yeah, these three bad shows they really ate me up where like I couldn't sleep. I would I would I would stay up late, I would go for a walk outside. I just it just it made me feel so unfunny. Like, what am I doing here? Am I doing the right fucking thing? I, 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 I just really fuck with me. But again, one morning I got up. I had to go meditate and and think about this. And I and I and I came to this uh, a conclusion. Hey, this situation is what it is. You got two weeks here. You can fight it and be mad about what the rules are, but you also can just find a way to do all the things you want to do. You can you can find a way to talk shit without talking shit. And for some reason, like this whole Bruce Lee, the art of fighting without fighting, and I had to ask myself, like, what's, what's cooler? Watching a video, like, what, I got to back up. We all like seeing videos of, like, instant camera or, like, somebody being an asshole, and they get fucking punched or they get towed off or some people just get their ass whooping it's 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 nice to see sometimes somebody just get fucking slapped in the face for being racist or being a piece of shit and this this goes left or right up it doesn't matter what we're talking about it's, it's nice to see some people get what they deserve you know it's just like you know what that guy's being a dickhead i'm glad to see somebody fucking put him in their place 
But I also realize when it comes to that, we all have a line. Like we, I like seeing the Instagram shit. But you watch enough of these videos and you see it and you see somebody get their karma, but then you also see like a third, a, a second punch, a third punch, somebody getting kneed in the head and you go, you know what? All right, this person learned that lesson. That's a little bit too much for me. But there are some people who love saying like, hey, man, fuck that. They were talking shit. I want to see a couple more punches. Then I'm out. It's the same thing with comedy, man. It's just like. We like shit to be like, um, we like raw comedy. We like to be irreverent. We like to kind of be a little, uh, you know, uh, a little blue. We like to go hard. But I have to tell myself, hey, man, everybody doesn't want that all the time. And for some people, that line is a lot closer. It's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's, it comes a lot sooner than it is for you. So, like, stop being mad that, like, somebody doesn't want to see the three punches and they're cool with the first one. You know? It's just like, just walk this shit back, man. You you don't have to be on 100 all the time. And I, it, there were so many other factors I had to tell myself to that, that needed to be considered. This is not like any other comedy club. Yes, at the end of the day, it's still just comedy, but this is this situation is different. This isn't like back home where people drove maybe a half hour. You know, they, they, they're sleeping in their own beds. It's like, no, people have flown here. Some people have come from uh, Canada, the U.K. Some people have come from, there were people from Utah. There were people from Oregon. Some people came really, really far to get here. Some people have been waiting years to get here. This is a big deal for people. People have paid a shit ton of money here. You have to handle this situation a little bit different. There are certain things that you can't really talk about here because people's mindset on this island is different. They're here to have a great time. People are on vacation. There are certain aspects of your comedy that, like, you're just going to have to turn it off for two weeks, man. Unless you get in front of an audience and they give you energy like, hey, yeah, we want to see that, Chris. But until then, this is the mode you got to be in. And, like, once I didn't fight that and I just kind of went along with it and realized, like, okay, I just I just got to pull back. People don't really want to see, you know, or hear the wild, crazy shit. This is not the environment for it. Things went well. They went a lot better. Even even the nights where I, I thought it was, man, it's just like, hey, man, it is what it is. I, le- I, I learned a lot about slowing myself down, ac- accepting the circumstances for what they were. And also realizing this situation that I'm in right now is not my real situation. Do what you have to do to get through these shows, but this this isn't the state of comedy. Have fun, play the hits. When you get back, that's where you can go back to doing the other type of work. So, uh, but yeah, I, I learned a lot. I had a good time. Uh, thanks to everybody that, that came out to those shows. If you, for some reason you're listening to this now, um, I'd still have more shit to talk about, but I don't want this to be super, super long. I'm already hitting almost 40 minutes, but, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to upload another podcast. Um, I will say early next week to kind of make up for the one I missed last Friday. But right now there's a show, that's a show. 
Uh, I'm super excited. I got a lot of stuff coming up this summer. I got the Neo dates, uh, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I will be at the Howard Theater. I will also be at the Kennedy Center, and I will be at the Baltimore Soundstage, respectively. Uh, I'm super, super excited, man, about these shows coming up. Uh, so don't forget to like and subscribe and follow me on all things um, social media at Chris Allen Comedy, A-L-A-N. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace.